All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, guys. I know this is not our normal day. Um, this is Andrew. This is Mary. And we are the co-hosts of um, Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Yes, we are. We're here to tell you about a new podcast called Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Uh, it is debuting on January 27th. It is co-hosted by my mother, because she really has nothing better to do. Thank you. Maybe you guys should give her other things to do, like research or something. I don't know. Um, and her sister, Johanna, because uh, apparently I'm not the only one who go got roped into this midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Not a problem. Um, so Murder, Mischief, and Moscato is is a podcast where we, we talk about true crime. We talk about bizarre, supernatural things that go bump in the night. Um, and there's always adult beverages included. So join us. Uh, I mean, if you want the adult beverages and you're a listener, you're actually going to have to make them yourself. They don't come with the podcast. Good disclaimer. Very good Good. You disclaimer. said it was included. You <laughs> you're know, right. It's kind of like that thing on the box. Battery's not included. Yeah. Yeah. Good disclaimer. Booze not included with the podcast. Like, if you download it, you're not going to just suddenly have a bottle of booze sitting on your desk. Damn it. Or, you know, in your car. Because Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, you know life worked that way but it does not anyway so we're going to bring you a short version of it after we're done talking and we really hope that you enjoy it and we will see you next sunday yeah and don't forget to keep listening to this dumb show all right have a great night bye what are you waiting for come on in This podcast may contain graphic content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. You ready to do this? Yeah. No? Sure. Okay. Really? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. You done playing with your phone? Okay. I'm trying to pull up my historic event. We can wait for you. Okay. You are important. We'll Thank wait for you. you. All right. All let's right. do that. Not even sure how to start this whole thing. You ready? Apparently you're not either. <laughs> I got an idea already. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Go for it. Hello, hey. listeners. Welcome to an introduction of... Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Good way to start it. Very good. This is where we just kind of introduce ourselves to you, let you know what you're in for, give you something to look forward to, give you a fair warning that you might want to run now, or get more booze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely more booze. All I right. will drink to that. We can drink to that. We drink to a lot. We don't drink bad wine. Not twice. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Not ever. So, since you've found your way to us we thought we'd take a few minutes introduce ourselves and uh welcome you to our our family <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say they say a lot of things you can pick your friends but you can't pick your family so you're stuck with us now it's true that is true i thought you were going to the nose thing no which no. is not true because you can pick your family's nose or your friend's nose it's just not socially acceptable Pretty sure if someone tried to stick their finger in my nose, the results would not be pleasant. I don't know. That's one I haven't tried yet. Let's not. Give me time. Okay. Enough booze. I might be up for anything. Okay. So this is a podcast where we are going to talk about, obviously, murders, mysteries, some shenanigans, some 
maybe some supernatural stuff, some bizarre things, off the wall, off beat, off center. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a little off center with us. I typically describe it to people as true crime, things that go bump in the night, shenanigans, and adult beverages. Not necessarily in that order, but that's a good description. And not necessarily all at the same time. Um, so every week we're going to bring you an infamous birthday. We're going to bring you a historic event. We are going to bring you an adult beverage, tell you about it, talk about it, and most of the time probably include a link to either a recipe or the place that we obtained the adult beverage from. We frequently uh, travel to wineries and distilleries and other fun and interesting small business locations where we obtain our adult beverages. We like to meet the people that work there, learn their stories, learn the history behind what we're drinking. And if it's great, we'll share it with you. Yeah. So Han and I are our true life sisters. We really don't, are. Don't tell people that. We really are. Yeah, we are. So obviously I've known her all her life. <laughs> Funny thing is, Mary, I've also known you all my life. Damn it. We have a lot of fun together. We like to travel together. We like to do unique things together. Not necessarily your touristy things, but definitely unique. That is definitely true. And we typically don't have a set itinerary when we travel. We never quite know where each day will take us or where we will end the day, but... They are always full of adventures or misadventures. <laughs> Occasionally. Interesting people. Roundabouts. Absolutely. Um, we are really into history, both of us. Um, Very much so. Not necessarily the history of our country per se, but especially for me, the history of the area that I'm in. Yes. The people, the inhabitants, what makes it the way it is, what it's famous for, why it's famous for that. That's the kind of stuff I really, really thrive on when I travel. When we travel together, we love to meet the people where we are going. I love people. We love to hear their stories. Yes. We love to ask their advice on where we should go next, where we should eat, where we should drink. Are there cool shops or museums or, you know, not the touristy things, but as an inhabitant of the area, what's your favorite place to go spend time? Because of the way that Han and I travel together, we have been extraordinarily blessed with the memories that we now carry with us from all of these various trips and not that we're not going to travel in the future we will but we've been extraordinarily blessed with the amazing people that have come into our lives that have enriched our lives and they don't they don't even know that but when we walk away we're not quite the same person as when we opened the door and entered their establishment and she spot is one of those places oh my gosh little yes. little tiny winery in indian in indianapolis I believe it was just outside Indianapolis. Yeah, yep. yeah. owned by um, a, hus a, a wife and her husband. Carmen and Christopher. Amazing people. Um, and when we walked out the door... We were richer for it. We were very much richer for it. And it is very seldom that we go back to the same spot twice, but we did, on purpose, go back to see them again. And again, walked out 
a little bit different than when we walked in the door with yes. them. Yes, we have definitely come across a few places that if we found ourselves in that area again, we would absolutely stop just yeah. because the people that we encountered honestly made a difference in our lives. Yes, yes, and, and unknowingly so. So if you happen to be in the Indianapolis area, look up the She Spot Winery and give them a try. Tell them Hannah and Mary sent you. And tell them that we do murder Moscato and mischief and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> wow, Mary, have another sip. <laughs> They'll know who we are. Um, you will be better for having met them. Yeah. So my name is Mary, obviously. And I'm Hannah. And we're going to co-host this podcast together. I'm the mother of three boys, all grown, all moved out. I am married to a very quiet, wonderful man. Oh, he is not always. Well, He's you got an amazing laugh. Oh, he does. He does. And a very wicked sense of humor. Oh, yes. But in the grand scheme of things, he's a very quiet, laid back sort of human being. Yes, he is. And supportive. Very, very supportive. I don't think I could ask for a better man for my life. I'm not sure why he tolerates me. I'm kind of glad he does. I have a dog. I have a cat. You're going to hear them, I'm sure, occasionally on the podcast because (laughs) my cat does have a very large verbal dictionary. I'm pretty sure... A lot of her words are profane, which is why I'm glad I don't speak cat. But you will hear her. We live a pretty quiet life. I work. He works. I do my podcasts. We travel. We travel. We kayak. Yes, we do. She bakes a lot. I bake. She gardens. I garden. (laughs) (laughs) She laughs. I do laugh a lot. Life is too short to not. And she makes the lives of the people around her that much better. Well, thanks. Being honest. She's preparing my headstone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, there ain't going to be no headstone. <laughs> so obviously I'm Hannah. I am also a mother of three. I have two sons and a daughter, all of which are grown. I work a full-time job. I am not married. I have two cats. Who are both kind of pains in my rear most of the time, but I love them and cannot imagine life without them. I do not garden because I kill things that are green. See, that's the funny thing is I can grow anything outside. Anything. If you're trying to kill it, bring it to me. I will make it come back to life and make it flourish. I've done that. don't give me a house plant because that is a guaranteed death sentence. Um, I do have two succulents which were gifted to me by my oldest son and his girlfriend, one of which I've had since Mother's Day, and it is flourishing. Yay! Beyond that, I kill everything. Inside, outside, it makes no difference. I'm not even sure how my kids made it to adulthood. <laughs> you don't have to water them. <laughs> I, I love to kayak. I love to travel. I believe that life is too short to be unhappy. So if you're unhappy, change your path. Good advice. Good advice, Dr. Hannah. (laughs) And the next caller (laughs) would like to know. (laughs) Mary and I for years have read true crime books, read paranormal stories. I've probably seen every single episode of Forensic Files at least a dozen times. I listen to their podcast now. Possibly <laughs> more. That um, that and Cold Case and Dateline. Yeah. 
Mary and I, when we travel, frequently listen to true crime podcasts. We look up bizarre stories, and it's just kind of the thing that we enjoy sharing with each other, among among many other things. Yeah. And so the whole way that this podcast came to be was shortly before our last travel adventures, Mary came to me and said, I have an idea. We have to meet for drinks. She said, oh, of course. Margaritas? I'm there. See you at three. <laughs> it and is Wednesday. Did. And she did. Buy one, get one free. Because <laughs> we love a good deal. We love a good margarita, too. Oh, yeah. So, so Mary kind of tossed this idea out to me, and we played with it, and... And then we started working on it, and I discovered that what I thought would be easy was not quite as easy for me as I thought it was going to be. Put a lot of time into it, don't you? Um, it's not so much the time as I had to rethink and rework how I was approaching telling the story. Right. I do remember you had a lot of difficulty, and for some reason you didn't just come out and say, I'm having some difficulties. Because I... I Hello. You're a cremel. I'm a cremel, which means we just don't ask for help. Um, but once Mary and I, I finally came to Mary and I said, I'm struggling and here's why I'm struggling. She said, oh, and she gave me the solution because, you know, that's what big sisters do sometimes. You tell an amazing story, though. You are an amazing storyteller. Once I figured out how to do it, but having never been in the role of formally trying to tell a story. We're not formal storytellers. Trust me, honey. I've listened. I've edited. We're not formal. <laughs> There's no way anybody. I mean, not just sitting, you know, at a table over a glass of wine, telling somebody this crazy story. Once I got past the idea of, of trying to be so formal about it and approaching it like I'm just telling you a story over a glass of wine, then I realized that this really is is I can do this it's fun it's not as intimidating as I thought it would be although yes it is an immense amount of work no it's not it's not intimidating for me it was initially for me what I have found though that my initial idea was we were just gonna sit we we're gonna have drinks we we're gonna tell some stories we were gonna bullshit we were gonna have a good time we were gonna say goodbye what I have discovered though is that some of my stories are very they get to me a couple of my stories have really gotten to me. Yeah. Some of them are super easy to tell. And some of them just like for some reason, and I can't always figure out why, really hit me hard. Like this is an event that is long past. It's been solved. I never knew any of these people involved. Why does it bother me? Some of them do. Yes, I absolutely agree. Some of the stories that I have researched I actually have chosen to set aside for now simply because I'm not sure that I'm ready yet. For me, it's like, I don't know that I can do them justice yet. Yep. Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's, it's not a surface story because some of the stories we do are surface stories, obviously. They're I fun. Mean, they're bizarre. They're like weird, but they're surface stories. And some of them just, there's much more to it. Yes. And you have to be ready to tell it. And you have to know that you're, you're telling it with your heart and your soul. Yes, exactly. Not always an easy thing to do. It's not. And 
and yes, some of the stories we tell are are older. I mean, from the 1800s even. I know. I love. I personally love the older stories. I really do. For me, it is a little easier to tell the older stories because they're very removed. Yeah. I have one that I have researched and written up that it's a little bit older, although not that much. But because of the content, it's heartbreaking for me. And I look forward to doing the story because I feel it's a story that our listeners need to hear. Do you feel like that once you tell your story, it's going to be cathartic for you? Like maybe you won't be carrying such a little burden around? Maybe. Maybe. I like sharing these stories, not so much because of the content of the story, but because I feel the victims are given a voice. That's a huge thing for me. Although I really thought that you like telling the stories because you get to drink while you do it. <laughs> and, and I can drink without the microphone, you know. And I know that that's really important to both of us. <laughs> but it's a legitimate excuse. For the record, we do not drink nearly as often as it sounds like. Could be more. <laughs> Rarely do we ever drink to excess. Um, I feel as though... A lot of the true crime stories that we do. I think the reason that I enjoy doing them is because I try to pick stories that a lot of people may not have heard of, but that these victims, even though they're gone, I'm helping their memory. Yeah. You're retelling their story. You're reminding our listeners that these were these were human beings. These were real people. And, and so their lives were cut short because some asshole decided that they had the right to do whatever that they did to them and so you give everyone a reminder that they were there yes they were important and not all of our stories are true crime stories some of them are unexplained yeah events very much unexplained some of them are creepy what the hell was that story for sure and some of them are just are you freaking kidding me <laughs> so you know i find them all interesting i really love doing the research i love digging and writing the story and as i'm writing the story having questions pop into my head that then i need to go research and find the answers yes. to i just feel like it really rounds the story out and i love i love sharing the information so i will say johanna is a very good researcher she tells a very good story and she does dig into those questions and they do tend to pop in her head faster than they pop into mine. I can come up with the questions. I don't come up with them as fast as she does. But what tends to happen is it does add a whole new depth and level to the stories that she tells when she digs into those additional questions that she comes up with. I tend to find that as I write the stories, you know, I, I've researched through multiple multiple sources and wrote in copious notes which require me to flip back and forth through you know six eight ten pages <laughs> to try to put my story together because yeah. as i've taken notes from various stories it's like well the events from this page are also on this page and i trying to like put it all together um in a coherent story which was initially my issue was trying to make it a coherent interesting story that didn't sound like I was reading you a dissertation right um as I write these things I have this little monologue going in my head because as I'm as I'm writing it I'm also reading it to myself 
And then I have that commentary, like I'm the listener. Right. And so the questions that if I was listening to the story, I would think pop into my head. And uh, and then I'm like making all these notes. And so my, you know, 15 minute story is now 40 minutes long because I had to go dig and research the answers to all these questions that popped into my head. But it adds a new level, like I said. It adds a new layer and, and a little bit more depth. It makes it a little bit more personal. I do. I, I really do like that part of it, though. And I tend to do my research and put all this shit together. Um, and then it's when I'm reading it to myself to make it flow properly, because I'm huge on making it flow. Right. That I come with my up, up with my additional questions, and now I have to add additional information in there, and now I have to make it reflow properly. <laughs> Which I probably make it harder on myself, but what the hell? Well, you know what I love? I love when I'm writing the story, and then I go back and I read through it, and I realize part of it's written like present tense, like like, oh, and then part of it's written past tense, and I'm like, ah, oh, dang! And now I have to go through and like now try you to change to, it all. Yep. Yeah, now you have great. to change everything. Like, ah, oh, shoot. Yes. Yes. So, so I am super excited about doing this. I am so. <sighs> I'm incredibly excited about this podcast. Me too. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an adventure. So hold on to your wine glass. Your britches, whatever you need to hang on to. Maybe your chair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The table. Yeah. It'll be a good time. It will. So we're not going to do any stories today, but we will give you an example um, of our, you know, an infamous birthday, a historic event. We're drinking a really super, super lovely wine that Hannah supplied to us. Comes from Warner Vineyards, which they are a Michigan vineyard. They have a tasting room in Holland. I know they also have one in South Haven. I think we've probably been to both of them. (laughs) Their products are available at a lot of our local Grocery stores, wine, liquor stores. Um, Today we are drinking peach and honey. It's delicious. It is a very light wine. We do tend, both of us, towards not so much a dessert wine, but a sweeter wine. Yeah. We we do not care so much, either one of us, for the drier wines. No, we Um, do not. I do cook with them, though. Cooking with them is different than drinking them. So, yeah, if you feel the need to send me wine, I will either cook it with it or drink with it. Yeah, you you have a, you want to f- send us wine? By all means, hit us up. We'll supply you with an yeah. address. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so today uh, peach and honey. It's a very light, crisp, uh, perhaps a little sweeter than I would normally yeah. drink. Yeah, I would describe this more as a dessert wine. I would too, because I can envision um, a slice of plain cheesecake. Yes, I can envision. I'm thinking just a really good bowl of, of cheese. Well, I was thinking uh, cheese would be great. Cheese would be awesome with it. But I was actually thinking I could envision drinking this with just an like a good. This sounds weird. A good bowl of vanilla ice cream, like a good vanilla bean mm. ice cream. Mm. Honestly. And I'm thinking maybe a slice of cantaloupe, really good ripe cantaloupe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice it's, it's it is nice. It's very nice. Yeah, not too heavy on the peach, not too heavy on the honey. No, no, but definitely. It has a little hint of almost a spice to it. I'm not quite sure what's in there, but it is lovely. It is very nice. Yeah. Good choice. Very good choice. Um, So we're going to put this intro out on January 25th. So we're going to talk about people who are born on January 25th, obviously. And this is what I found. People born on January 25th 
have a tendency towards irritability and they're idealists. Although they are moody and quite pensive in nature, they are friendly to those that they want to open up to and they do have the ability to motivate and inspire others around them who are reserved or less talented. That being said, when we do hel- when we do birthdays, <laughs> yeah. They are always murderers, criminals. Yeah. They aren't good people. No. I know. That's why I found this really funny. Um, People who are born on January 25th are not easy to read. They're not easy to approach. Are they a little secretive, Mary? Possibly. On the lighter side, they are effable daydreamers and possess fine intellect. I think I'd like to stay out of their daydreams, though. Thank you very much. Keep me out of your day planner. (laughs) They set extremely high goals for themselves and are always prepared to take tasks head on. So keeping that in mind. (laughs) The um, famous birthday we have today is Luis Alfredo Garavito Cubillos, also known as the Beast. Oh. Did I say that well? You sounded like you knew what you were talking about there. I worked really hard (laughs) to say that and sound intelligent. Um, so the Beast was born in 1957. He was a murderer. He was a serial killer. Did you, hold on, wait, did you say his name was Luis? Luis Alfredo Garavito. My accent's getting heavier. (laughs) Have another drink. Cubios. All right, so. Um, officially, he murdered somewhere between 138 and 192 young boys. He liked them between the ages of 6 mm. and 16. It is possible that he killed between 3 to 400. Oof. Despite I, mean, I guess he didn't have a full-time job. I need to pay attention to the dates as we go through this miniature paragraph. Okay? Despite the horrific nature of his crimes, the Colombian justice system, their maximum penalty was only 30 years. Maximum penalty. 30 years. Now, is that overall or is that for each count? Overall. Oh, good lord. Which led to the possibility that he could be released. It seems as if Luis began his grotesque murder spree somewhere in 1992. Okay. He was apprehended on April 27th of 1999. So, seven years. Seven years. He has 138 confirmed victims. He claims 300. 138 confirmed victims. So it's like 20 a year. At You're least. talking 20 a year. Minimum. That is more than one a month. That is like one and a half every month. It's like a status quo. It's like what he does every weekend. He was um, really careful of who he picked as a victim, obviously. Uh, most every single one of his victims were aged, were boys, aged 6 to 16, as I said. They were orphaned, peasants, or homeless, which meant nobody missed them, which means you don't report them missing because nobody missed them. They were were part of what is known as the disposable society. Yep. So between 1992 and 1999, yeah. That's kind of insane. Yeah. What's even more insane is that I've never heard of this guy. I haven't either. I feel like I'm going to do a story on him because... I look forward to hearing it. When I found his stuff, it was just... um, there's so much there. There's just it wasn't even like I can just talk about this guy and let him go. Right. I can't I can't leave him. I can't let him go. All right. I look forward to the story. So along with Mary's infamous birthday of the day, 
I always do a historical event on this day. Sometimes it's uh, something a little on the tragic side or the spooky side. A lot of times I try to pick something that's kind of interesting or happy. I think a lot of what you pick is stuff that makes our lives different today. Yes. That if it hadn't happened, our lives wouldn't be the way they are today. So this one, this one did not change our lives, but I found it to be incredibly interesting. Okay. So on this day, January 25th in 1890, journalist Nellie Bly, she beat the fictitious journey of Jules Verne's Phileas Fogg around the world by eight days. She completed her journey around the world in 72 days. Wow. A female journalist in 1890. That's freaking awesome. I feel like there's a really awesome story behind that, but it's not one that we would probably cover on this podcast. Probably not. However, Mary has another podcast that she does with her son. Oh my God, it's so much fun. It is so, so much laughter, so much amusement, so much bullshit you didn't even know. So that that particular podcast is called Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Where I fill your brain full of stuff, you consume it, and then watch your brain explode all over the table. And frequently, before the end of the story, you find yourself asking, what the hell is wrong with these people? I frequently ask that a lot during that podcast. So, that maybe, one is, so maybe you will do Nellie Bly's story on that. That one is so much fun. It is a very cool, so, cool story. Anyway, we just thought we'd introduce ourselves to you, make you feel welcome. Make you feel like you have a chair at our fireside. If you would like to follow us and our misadventures, you can follow us on Facebook at Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. We are always open to ideas, story suggestions, wine contributions. You can also find us at mischiefandmoscato at gmail.com, and the and is spelled out. We welcome any feedback. We're glad you're going to spend part of your day with us. Pull up a chair, fill your glass, sit back, relax, and hopefully we bring a little giggle to your lives. Our first podcast will drop on January 27th in just two short days. Hell yeah. I know. I'm really excited about this. So we end every single one of our episodes with a final thought of the day. We try to make it positive because no matter what goes on in life, You have to look for the positive things. So for today, here is our final thought. Never be a spectator of unfairness or stupidity. The grave will supply plenty of time for silence. So thank you all. We will see you in two days. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.